Coming up next, the bookening ushers in the new year by discussing stuff from the year before. Welcome to the Booking. My name is Nathan Alverson. I am your humble and obedient host. Brandon's over there. He's wearing a blue. What would you even call that thing, Brandon? It's like made of sort of knitted together material. Sweater. A sweater. Sweater. Yes. Well, <laughs> sorry that I asked. It's okay. <laughs> I'm just trying to. I believe what you would call Jake's is a Henley. It is a Henley sweater. I wouldn't call it anything personally because it's a waffle knit Henley sweater. So I guess it's a collared waffle knit Henley sweater. This is a waffle knit sweater with a collar and sleeves. There's no collar on your sweater. This is a collarless. (laughs) A collar, but but it does have a collar. Waffle knit. You know what collar it is? It's blue. (laughs) (laughs) It is a waffle knit sweater. It's waffle knit. It's a crew neck sweater. Crew neck. You would say you wouldn't say collarless. So it's waffle knit Mm -hmm. crew neck Mm -hmm. sweater. Blue with the sleeves pushed pushed up. Now that leads us to another question, Brandon. You're yeah. a scholar who's a baller of reading waffles. Waffles. Your thoughts? Oh, they're pretty good. Mm-hmm. Belgian waffles. Belgian waffles. Legit great. Belgian. Oh, yeah. legit, like, like kind of brownie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Butter. Yeah. Good syrup. Yeah. How? Hey, I will chicken actually chicken and waffles. Eat. I'm a believer. Oh, sure. I am too. Yeah, That's what I was about to say. Yeah. yeah. Same, hot same wavelength. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's a place in Cincinnati. Yeah. And I, it's probably in more places. It may be bigger than Cincinnati, but it's in the artsy district of Cincinnati called Taste of Belgium. Ooh. Taste of Belgium? Yeah. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. And, oh, it's in the artsy district over the Rhine. Amanda and I used to go like for Valentine's Day and our birthdays, spend a weekend in Cincinnati. Wow. And get breakfast there and have chicken. That was actually my first experience with chicken and waffles was Taste of Belgium. And it was, man, the... Waffles were delicious, the mm-hmm. chicken. And I, well, I was a skeptic. But well, then it's they like they put the skeptic. They put the syrup on, and then they put the hot sauce over it all. Yeah, and oh, stuff. my goodness. This, I'm a huge fan of Sweet Hot. Right. And so it was just like, so like my brunch is chicken and waffles and Belgian beer, which I'm, they have everything that you could want. Sounds great. And, I, and, and I'm a huge Belgian beer. Mm-hmm. Like that's my... Style, style of beer, a triple or a double or an Abbey. Yeah, he's always wearing a hat with mm-hmm. two of the beers. Two beers. That's right. And he just beers. walks around. Be- and they're always Belgian. Yeah. Preached yeah. several sermons that way. Yeah. yeah. It's not something that you would intuit would be good if you didn't grow up with it because it's sort of, I don't know, waffles and chicken. They, they're they both kind of a dry flavor or something. I don't know. It's just like, it's like two shades of kind of the same color yeah. put together. You don't know how they're going to kind of affect each other. Yeah, like I didn't grow up with it either. This was like I was just at this hipster place, and I I tend to in a place that's you know got really good reviews that sort of thing. I tend to want to ask the waiter, or the waitress, mm-hmm. like what what should what's I have the, what's, here? The, what's the, thing the thing yeah here, and just kind of trust go with their judgment. I think it was I don't remember if it was a dude or a girl or what, but mm-hmm. they were just like chicken and waffles, man. Got to you got to have our chicken and waffles. There you go. And so I, I went for it. Amanda didn't, but Amanda tried my chicken. It, it was delicious. 
Did Amanda, in fact, regret that she hadn't? I don't know. She got some really... I don't know how I remember this because we've been there multiple times since, but I remember that first one because it was such a indelible yeah, experience. experience yeah. yeah. I think she got, you know, waffles with like some cream and fruit stuff all over them. And I don't think she regretted. Sounds that. delicious. Yeah. But. First time I had chicken and waffles was in Asheville, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. It it's fantastic. like a Southern thing. It is. But it's very soul foodish. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I saw an ad just the other day for like, KFC doing chicken and waffles or Wouldn't something. Would it surprise me? I didn't I would only not see an ad. Be interested. I saw a KFC menu while in KFC and saw that they had that and did not in the was not in the least tempted to try KFC. No way of this. would I be tempted to try KFC really? chicken and waffles. I mean, it's like I've had it five times. It's delicious. Yeah, it's fantastic. <laughs> I had it for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and fourth meal as and fourth meal. Brandon's actually adopted fourth meal from the Taco yeah. Bell Corporation. I am a <laughs> hobbit. <laughs> Kind of, actually, yeah. But yeah, speaking of the South, I'll be down in Nashville, Tennessee with my lovely wife in January. Hey, there you go. If we have I any listeners. That, I bet there's some great chicken and waffle places. Yeah. Places you can I've heard Prince's hot chicken is pretty good. Mm-hmm. If we have listeners The Nashville-style chicken is just good. Yeah. yeah, it is. I've heard I've heard Prince's is good, too. But I... Do we have listeners in Nashville? Surely. I'm sure we do. Nashville, let me know where I should Listen, go. Listen, we have, we have listeners not in every major city in the country, so... Maybe you want to have Brandon and Anna to your place, listeners. Maybe... Yeah, we're going to be there for an evening (laughs) to get away. (laughs) So you definitely want to have dinner with a booketing fan, right? That's what Anna dreamed of I'd love to. (laughs) Hey, guys, today, first of all, Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year, Jake. You're the pastor who's a master of reading. Brandon, Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Nathan. We really need to get to it here. We are doing our best of today. Um, Best of the past year. Best of the past. Well, I don't know. We're doing our awards. What do we call this thing, even? Uh, We're doing the thing where we assign... Things to oh, things yeah. that we've read. Yeah. Um, so, the Bookening Awards. We assign things to the things. Yeah, it's like the Bookening Awards, the BAs. It's like the Oscars, but the Bookening. But more important. The Tolstoys. <laughs> the Tolstoys. Yeah, I like it. He did donate a lot of money to the Bookening. Um, all right. So the books that we read this year in January, Brandon, what book did we read? Till We Have Faces. Till We Have Faces. Until We Have Faces. Until. More grammatically correct. Yeah. Uh, in February, that's Austin month. Jake, uh, what did we read in February of this year, my friend? Let me look up, up on the board that we're all looking at. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mansfield Park. Mansfield Park, one of the best of the Jane Austen novels. Here's an interesting question. What's the best Jane Austen novel that we've read? Ooh. Of the three. That's a good question. Read that's P&P, E, and MP. I'm going to... It's hard to beat P&P. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm going to have to go with Pride and Prejudice. I I may have said on the... February episodes that Mansfield Park was the best. Mansfield the Park is not as likable. It's as, not as likable. But it's man, not it like might be more wise, and it's there's a lot. You have to there's love a lot more to take away from it. It's so nourishing that it kind of might it's, be my favorite, but it yeah, isn't but as likable. It's not. Gotta, as, it's I not mean, as fun. it's like that C.S. Lewis principle of you know, if you're going to write something, the very first thing is it's got to be entertaining. Mm-hmm. And Mansfield Park was entertaining, and I loved it, but. Pride and Prejudice. Pride and Prejudice. In the entertainment. Yeah, it's so entertaining and it's so fun and it's such an easy, like, if you would never give Mansfield Park to somebody as their intro to Austin. No, you wouldn't. But you would you you would give them Pride and Prejudice as what you give them. Yes, you would. You would. I, w- I also want to say Emma, Mr. Knightley alone makes Emma, puts Emma in the running. I mean, he is a truly great Jane Austen. He's a hero. stud. Mm-hmm. He's a stud for sure. You heard it here first from Brandon Chastain. Nightly is a stud. Nightly is a stud. All right. Uh, next, we read, I think, 
Brandon, you said this was your favorite book that we'd ever read? Oh, yeah, definitely. That writing. Mm -hmm, That writing. (laughs) Those characterizations. The philosophy. The philosophy. The world building, everything about it. Wrinkle in time. And we saw the Wrinkle in Time movie. Dinkle in time. (laughs) (laughs) Do you guys like that? (laughs) You're so clever. You are clever. (laughs) Thank you. Um, And then... A book that I think Brandon loved even more than Wrinkle oh, in man, Time, this was, actually. This is a nice one-two punch for you. Such a traumatic opening to the year. Yeah, <laughs> this, this, favorite this might be Brandon's, not just his favorite book, but his favorite life experience, I think, was <laughs> I think so. reading this thing. Um, and his second favorite was arguing about it with me. And oh, yeah, yeah, that, that was great. And his third favorite was watching the movie Ready Player One, RPO. Oh, RPI. R.I.P. R.I.P. Rest in, in peace. peace. Yeah. Ready in player. Yeah. <laughs> um, Jake, what did we read after that? We moved to one of Brandon's favorite authors. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. With Remains of the Day. Yeah. That was a good time at the book. Good time for all. Yeah. It was a good book. Uh, Fantastic book. And then, speaking of good books, one of the best children's books ever written. My favorite children's book. Your favorite children's book. Why don't you tell the people what that was? Charlotte's Web. Charlotte's Web. And now we're maybe going into the summer months and. We read good old Ray Bradbury's Fahrenheit 451. A book I forgot we read this year. A book that I forgot we read as well, but we also watched that Michael Jordan movie, which was talking about forgettable. That was pretty lame. Then we took a little excursion into (coughs) ancient Greece. Jake, what book would that be? The Odyssey. The Odyssey, yes. Took a little trip across the wine dark sea. And then a personal favorite of mine, The Big Sleep by Raymond Chandler. Yeah. Arguably one of the better stylists we read that year. And then I'm going to say not one of the better stylists that we read, but one of the better plotters. You had your Harry's Potter. Yes, you had them. We read all the Harry Potter. Yeah, special surprise we threw in for our 100th episode. Yep, and we ended up spending like, Seven, 15 seven, episodes. episodes on it. And then a book that we none of us actually read, Blood Meridian. Yep, that yeah. was the thing that we all started and stopped. Me and Brandon had read it before. We decided it would not be a good idea to read it again. That's right. And then King Lear by Billy S. Now, guys, we should just decide this right now. Is King Lear going to be in the running today no. for the awards? No. Nope. Can't ever have Shakespeare because he always is a risk to sweep. Right. The first two years that we did this, I think we had to like wait the whole episode to like every category we would argue and then we would decide oh yeah we can't count Shakespeare but this year we're just taking him out like that's right he's not gonna there's no reason to try and compare him to anything he's a colossal genius and doesn't come close or nothing else comes close the month of spooktober my favorite month we read Frankenstein Frankenstein one of the lamest things we read i don't even think it'll make a worst of kind of a category i think it's nah, probably it's just yeah just pretty 200th anniversary of did we, did, did we ever actually mention that? I kept trying to make us do that and promote it, and you were like, <laughs> "Yeah, whatever, nobody cares." That's my memory. That's, but that that's the way I would banner on the Lily Library. Mm, I remember that I was like, "I sure hope we can promote this for the 200th anniversary," and Jake was like, "No." Yeah, that's <laughs> that's a terrible. <laughs> that's idea. probably that's you're right. That, that sounds exactly that's like how Jake. It was. <laughs> and then A G M I H two F, as I like to call it. I know what you did last summer. A G M I H two F by old F C. A good F-O-C. man is hard to find. Mm-hmm. A good man is hard to find. And Our very first crossover episode. Yeah, we had old uh, David Kern, Kearney, Kearney. Does he? Do you think he likes I to go by? Li- I think he probably likes that. Yeah, I'm sure he's Devito, happy. Devito, Devito. Kearney's better. 
I don't know. Oh, David. David. DeVito. David. I don't know. I don't Just keep going. I don't understand. Just give him, you call him Pop. Hey, Pop. And then Pop what the, Aaron. what the Dickens <laughs> yes. did we read next? Oh, I don't know, Nathan. Bleak House, maybe? Bleak House? Some of us read it. Mm-hmm. Bleak in the His House. Bleak in the His House. At least two of us read it. Two out of three ain't bad. Hey, guys. We're just going to do this. Here's, here's the categories for this year. Coolest male. Coolest uh-huh. female. Best uh-huh. villain. Best, and, and we can split that into male and female as needed. As needed. Uh, most evocative image. Best quote. Best setting. Best plot. Biggest disappointment. Worst book. Best book. And then I think we usually talk about what belongs in the time capsule. Because even it's, sometimes the thing that we liked best may not be the thing that belongs in the time capsule. So Does Jay, only one thing get in the time capsule? I don't remember. We come up with different rules every year, I yeah, think. Yeah, we aren't consistent. We will say this year that only one of these books ends up in the time capsule, just to make it interesting. Oh, no. That's uh, awfully hard. All right, we'll say that three of these books end up in the... Well, that's that, easy. that might be too easy. All right, we'll say two of them. That'll we'll split the difference. Two of these books end up... Does that sound fair? Everybody on board with that? You know, we could have an argument over three of them. Okay, we'll say three. Um, all right, Jake, who's your coolest male character this year? My coolest male character. I'm going to guess it's the misfit. Hmm. Uh-huh. Odysseus. Oh, boy. That's a weird one. That's, that, I mean, yeah, that's not weird. I don't know why I said that. Was weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, is either going to be Odysseus or Harry? Yeah. Who else do Harry I have? Potter? Well, I know who I would or, choose. Or, or Ed. Edmund from Mansfield. Ed, you've got Edmund. Let's just like lay it out. Uh-huh. First of all, till we have faces, we don't have one. The fox. The fox, right. Well, and the, that dude, the captain of the guard or whatever, he was pretty cool. Baron or whatever his name is. Bardsman or Bjorn or whatever that guy's name yeah. was. Beowulf. Beowulf, yeah, I think it was Beowulf. <laughs> Mansfield Park had uh, Edmund. 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 Wrinkle in Time had Charles Wallace, guys. Yes. <laughs> Our favorite yeah. character. Yes. Ready Player One had, what's his face? What was his face? William Wallace, Walter White. Webb White, his last name. He's got a superhero name, remember? Oh, what was it? Willie. Peter Parker had a wife and couldn't keep her. What Willie Webb. <laughs> Why can't we do this? Oh, uh, Watts. Webb. Watts. Wait, Wade Watts. Wade, Wade Watts. Watts. Wade Watts. Remains the day. The butler. What's his name again? Stevens? Yeah. Pretty cool. Uh, Templeton the Rat, of course, and Charlotte's Webb. Uh-huh. Wilbur the pig. Weaving a web of happiness around our heart. Fahrenheit 451. Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, Michael B. Jordan or Montag or whatever his name was. Montag. Was Montag the, tag the bad guy or was he the main guy? Montag's the good guy. Yeah, so then you got Odysseus. You've also got other characters like Telemachus or... Uh, yeah, Telemachus is awesome. He's pretty cool. Uh, there's a lot of... And then uh, Big Sleep, you got... Uh, what's his face? My detective hero. Uh, yeah. What, what is, is his face? Name, <laughs> Philip Marlowe. Marlowe, yeah. Harry Potter, you got yeah, a slew Harry. of them. You got Harry, you got Ron, you got Dumbledore, our favorite <laughs> character. You got Voldemort. You could argue that Snape. Snape. Lupin. Lupin, yeah, sure. I mean, you got you got a whole bunch of them. Uh, what's his face? Uh, what's the guy with the Mad-Eye Moody? Blood yeah. Meridian, bunch of heroic characters that you like got to love. Like the judge. Yeah, judge. no, no more love lovable cast of characters. Uh, King Lear, you got your Lear. You nope. got, uh, oh, sorry? Not yep. allowed. All right. Then you got Victor Frankenstein or the creature. Yeah. <laughs> Good man, it's hard to find. You got the misfit. You got the the Bible salesman. You got... Right. And then Bleak House, you've got... Mr. Bucket's pretty sweet. Um, Alan Woodcourt. Alan Woodcourt is a little bit vanilla for my taste, but he's good. Yeah, okay, uh, fine. John Jarndyce. John Jarndyce is a... Skimple. Good man. Yeah, Skimples might qualify for best villain. 
Oh, yeah. I might have him in my dark horse race. I'm going to throw a curveball here, guys. Okay. You got to pick. My hero of the year, Mm -hmm. coolest male. Charles Wallace. Is Kazuo Ishiguro. Oh. He can't do that. Oh. Thinking outside the box, huh? Thinking outside the box here. Well, you know, it is almost fair because we did name, we do have a tendency to name authors as villains. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think Kazuo wins because I just really enjoyed learning about him and seeing this guy late in his life start writing and making these wonderful books. And his humility and the way that he discusses craft is really charming. And yet also his ability to create these wonderful, intricately designed stories. Mm hmm. And beginning with the theme and then working outward and discovering a setting as we talked about. It's, That's right. It's interesting stuff. All right. I'm, I'm going to allow it. I'll allow Thank it. you, Nathan. And uh, probably that means that Jake's favorite hero is... Charles Dickens. Charles Dickens. J.K. Rowling. Ernest Cline, I'm guessing. Hmm. Probably, oh, he uh, might be my villain, that pervert. <laughs> so I'm going to... It's tricky. Uh, so I'm going to go with either Odysseus... Mm-hmm. Edmund. Mm-hmm. Fair. Or Harry. Meh. Yeah. He's cool. Eh. He's, he's a cool. nice guy. I, 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 I wouldn't <laughs> want to, like, hang out with him or anything. Yeah, he's still cool. He's too young to get a beer with. Uh, not by the end. I'm going to say... He's got a wife and kids. I'm sticking with my gut instinct, though, probably. Mm-hmm. But he and might I'm kill gonna, you with an arrow. Yeah, but... You just who? look at his then wife you would the be, wrong way. Then you would be... A, you would exist in... Immortal history. Getting your teeth knocked out by his mighty arrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna roll with Odysseus. That's right. pretty cool. I'm gonna push back against this. Odysseus is a jerk. He's a deceiver. Yeah, I just don't. He's also a lot of fun. I just don't care for the guy. He's a pretty bad guy. Yeah, but he is. It wasn't like most virtuous. It was coolest. Well, that's true. You you are the one who named it coolest. Yeah, I did, and this gets us in trouble every year. Obviously, Jake's guys, got it. I mean, if we're going by just coolest and not most virtuous, then Odysseus is pretty cool. Well, if, if we're going by coolest, I don't think that I mean, Odysseus he, holds a candle to he Philip Marlowe. He He's a detective, for crying out loud. He did smokes Philip Marlowe ever tie himself to a shipmast just so he could hear some hot chicks sing? <laughs> no. That's one of the reasons that I support Philip Marlowe. He, uh, Philip Marlowe, he might kiss a chick to get some information or something like that but he's not going to tie himself to no ship mast with earwax no earwax involved he's just gonna smoke cigarettes and drink it, a, no, a lot of booze have earwax he made every his, his beeswax 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 True. is earwax <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i just followed you right into that well you know it's wax that you put in your ears <laughs> yeah. so I'm, i stand by it uh, uh, odysseus didn't use the the beeswax though philip marlowe by far the wittiest hero he's got all the the banter and the cool stuff that he says he has got yeah. away with the ladies and unlike Odysseus, he's got a keen moral sense. Would you want to get a drink with him? Oh, yeah. Well, I, you could hardly not get a drink <laughs> to know him and just to get a drink with him. All he does yeah. is drink. That's my kind of guy. Yeah. I mean, I really think, I know you- What you about know, Templeton? Me and Jake are anti-Semites, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe E.B. White. Oh, you felt the fish. <laughs> oh, man. What and why a... isn't Charles Wallace getting any love, guys? Oh, he might be in about in a minute. <laughs> You're going to really stick by Odysseus, huh, Jake? I mean, I don't want to back you into a corner where you have to say Odysseus simply because I'm being obnoxious. Do I we just all really... have to agree? No, we don't have to agree. I just okay. think there's a real argument to be made against Odysseus. He's not a good guy. Because I'm standing by. If we're talking about who I want to go get a drink with and I think is actually cool, and I can do Kazuo Ishiguro. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> That's my guy. We'll allow it. I don't know that we're going to allow it every year, but we'll allow it in this, this case. This year. He's a special case. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
No, sorry, man. Odysseus, my... you, you're making. You, I'm gonna have to dig my heels in on you. Odysseus, there's no particular reason to think he might not sleep with somebody that you don't want him to. There's no particular reason to think he might not kill somebody that you don't want him. To me, those are big drawbacks, even to a very cool guy. Boys have been enjoying the story of Odysseus for thousands of years, and that's pretty cool. One day they grow up and they read the big sleep. I think Odysseus is pretty cool. <laughs> He's not that cool. I mean, he, you know, if you like uh, people that cut off other people's, you know. Um... He's crafty, man. He outwitted the Cyclops. Yeah, poor Cyclops. He didn't care blind. about his men. No, he, he didn't, didn't care about Trojans. his men. He's like the modern American CEO. He's just chewing up his men just so he can get what he wants. Yeah, my favorite. I There's nothing that I love more than the modern American CEO. <laughs> you know what? You convinced me. Everybody would want to get a drink with uh, Steve Jobs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We All got right. books written about those guys. Well, Odysseus uh, has a book written about him. The Odyssey? Yeah. <laughs> yeah okay. That's like his... He's <laughs> like his Walter Isaacson. It's was like his Homer. art of the deal. <laughs> Okay, great. Well, Philip Marlowe wins. Congratulations. (laughs) Oh, um, man, I got a bad feeling about this. (laughs) Coolest female. Oh. Charles Wallace, perhaps? (laughs) Uh, You got your Fanny Price. Let's just go through them. You got your uh, Vajabee. What's the name of the lady in Toyota Faces? Orwal. Orwal and Suke. You got Orwal. You got Fanny Price. Yep. You got Meg from Wrinkle in Time. H. H or yeah. Artemis. Or Artemis. Artemis is, I mean, she's the stuff that dreams are made of, obviously. She gets mm. all my references. Yep. She gets all his... Oh, boy. <laughs> That's such a bad book. <laughs> I have a feeling. Burn it! <laughs> uh, you got uh, Remains of the Day. Miss Keaton? What's her name? Miss, yep. uh, is it Miss Keaton? It. Charlotte. Charlotte. Yeah, she's a spider, which loses her thousands of points immediately, <laughs> but... Uh, so I have to pick Charlotte now. <laughs> you got... Um, Jake, we can be friends. We can disagree. You can change your opinion. You've got the wife in like Fahrenheit 451. Yeah, she's a great character. Much Actually, she is a much better character in the book than she is in that dumb Michael Jordan movie. You got Penelope. Penelope, yep. Uh, or uh, Athena, for crying out loud. Let's throw her. I mean, yeah, she's, man. Pretty, she's pretty awesome. She is a female. We didn't say Gray-eyed woman. We said Athena. female. Big Sleep, you got uh, whatever Lauren Bacall's character name is, the the main, the, the rich sister socialite nope. lady. No, obviously gonna win, and then you got the psychotic little sister, Hermione Granger. Hey, Hermione Granger is definitely in the running. Minerva yeah, McGonagall. Mm-hmm. This might be where we can give something to J.K. Rowling. Yeah, well, J.K. Rowling might get a lo- get get some love well, today. We're, we're gonna that. blow off Harry and then give uh, Hermione the hashtag Me Too. Yeah, hashtag Me Too, Jake. Maybe think about the women for once in your life. Uh, Blood Meridian. I don't even know if there's a woman in. Probably there's, some woman gets all shot dead. or dead. Yeah. They're all hanging in trees. Cordelia and King. Oh, sorry. Nope. Nope. Never mind. Mrs. Frankenstein. Oh my goodness. Who faints and dies? Who or whatever faints and dies? To her. Well, that's what every woman in every book from that era does. Um, the grandmother and a good man is hard to find. Or Flannery O'Connor. Holga, in Good Country People. No. Nope. Bleak House. You got uh, what's her face? Esther. Yeah. Sure. Why not? All right. I'll go first this time. Oh gosh, I don't know what I want to say. Yeah, this I, is hard. I really do like Fanny. I th- I want to give Fanny a little bit of love because for a character that could be, and indeed we saw in Dickens how such a thing can be much more questionable, to actually pull off a character that has that kind of arch traditional womanly virtue, actually make her read as really sympathetic and likable is quite an achievement. I don't know that I would actually really like to spend time with Fanny or get a beer with Fanny. She'd probably judge me for drinking the beer. 
I don't know, though. Fanny's pretty great. Hermione also is the best thing about a lot of Harry Potter. You I want to know who I'm going to actually throw in as a curveball. Yeah. McGonagall. She's pretty cool. She's a good teacher. She's awesome. She's what a teacher should be. Mm-hmm. She doesn't put up with administrative bull, but she also is firm with her students. Mm-hmm. She yeah. makes that bully's mouth disappear in uh, she's The Crime a of Grindelwald. Yeah. When she's technically zero. Not born yet. She's a time traveler. She's a time traveler. I'm going to go with... your like aunt or something. I'm just going to go with Jane Austen. Fanny Price it is. I mean, Fanny's a great heroine hmm. from a novel. She's. I really like Fanny. I don't know that I would actually want to get a beer with Fanny, but in terms of drawing that particular difficult-to-draw-well character, well, she's pretty great. So I've narrowed it down to Fanny, Charlotte. Charlotte's a- awesome. Athena and Hermione. They can't all win. Who? They said they can't all win. Yeah, I've got to, I've narrowed it down to well, four on that list. I'm going to make you choose and then I'm going to give us, I'm going to throw out some more categories. I think too. Some new categories? Or I just want to do some subcategories of best female because you can go different directions with this. Hmm. You know, you if, know what it if is? If the criteria for coolest is like, who do I want on my team? Hermione Granger. Or Charlotte. I mean, Charlotte. Save uh, Wilbur the goddess Athena. Well, okay. Oh, okay. I forgot you were putting her. <laughs> they're, they're all pretty good. <laughs> uh, we, got a strong, we had a strong female year. Strong year for the ladies. Hashtag me too. It's true. I would choose Athena too. I mean, Hermione basically functions as Athena to Harry's Odysseus. Ooh. If you think yep. of it that way. I mean, it's, the, I think it's legit to stuff, think of it yeah. that way. The, heart, the part where Harry Helpful shoots country. an arrow through Draco <laughs> Malfoy's throat while he's bringing the goblet to his lips. Yes. Yep. And, such a Jacob Malfoy's the Kenny have <laughs> way of drawing out discussion. You got to choose, Jake. What do you want to choose, Mrs. Frankenstein? Now I'm, I'm, I'm rolling with Athena. Okay, I like Athena. I'm gonna dig my heels in on you. I'm, everything's coming from the Odyssey from now on. Athena's I'm great. Find a way. The Odyssey's gonna be the dark horse for Jake. I mean, it's a classic. I'm going with Charlotte. <laughs> okay, the spider. I'll hit her with a newspaper and that'll take care of your. <laughs> Fine, I'm going McGonagall. <laughs> okay, I'll hit her with a newspaper and that'll. Um... She'll have a cadaver yurt. <laughs> All right, guys. She, who, she don't care. Let's break this down a little bit. Who do you will bo- most want on your team? I think we could probably all agree at Athena. Yeah. yeah. Wifey material? Oh, boy. Charlotte. <laughs> yeah, I always have been wanting to, <laughs> wanting to marry a spider. Fanny. Uh, F- Fanny's pretty great. I think I said at the end of the podcast about Mansfield Park that I really thought I should find a girl like Fanny, and then I went out and find, found a girl that's but, not like Fanny. No, you found you a... I found, found an Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Yeah, you found an Elizabeth Bennett for sure. Mm-hmm. So, hey, Mansfield we all, Park. We all are fond of her. Yeah. Oh, I'm very fond of her. I'm happy I did what I did, but. You did not find a fan. Are you going to come back to Hermione because you have some like childhood crush on Emma Watson? I do have a childhood crush on Emma Watson, but. Oh, she'd make a bad wife. Yeah, you you don't want to <laughs> marry Emma Watson. I don't know that you really want to end up married to Hermione. She's going to be pretty bossy and. Not very submissive, I wouldn't think. Not unless God does a great work in her. <laughs> yes, that could happen. But I don't think you'd want to rely on Hermione to not be completely self-willed. And I mean, she'd get things done, though, so I don't know. You may very well end up with an Erica Rosebloom. Yeah, with Hermione, you mean? Yeah. Well, what do you think, Jake? Wifey material? You going with Fanny? Fanny. Yeah, I think I'll go with Fanny. Or Charlotte, actually. I mean, minus the giant drawback that she's a spider. <laughs> I'd take Hermione over Charlotte. Uh, who would you have a beer with? Of the women? Of the women, yeah. Charlotte. Yeah, I think so. She's just got that wry sense of humor and that sort of... 
She's just cool. She's the She's nice kind of cool, yeah. spider. She'd be cool to have, yeah. like. What was the question? Who would you have a beer with? And I don't know. Did you answer wifey material, Brendan? Wifey material. He, did, he, he, he didn't. Yeah. Um, we, we both said Fanny. Yeah, Fanny's great. Um, <laughs> Suke from Till We Have Faces. <laughs> She's crazy. Indeed. Jake's looking at me like he hates me right now. Uh, who? That's who you are going to get a beer with? No, I'd go with Fanny for marriage material. Who would I get a beer with? Mm-hmm. Charlotte. Yeah, yeah okay. Well, so, the obvious get a beer with. So we agree in all the subcategories. It's all sorts of wisdom. Who do you want on your team, Athena? Who do you get a beer with, Charlotte? And who? Uh, I don't know. Um, Bellatrix the Strange would be an interesting <laughs> one to <laughs> get a beer with. She would she be. She might kill you. Yeah. yeah. Who would just be interesting? Or torture you. Yeah. But hey, she'd have a lot of things to tell me. She would. As she, she would. tortured you. As she tortured you. Hey. Okay, guys, it cannot be put off any longer. Best villain. Until we have faces, C.S. Lewis, I'd say. Um, yeah, C.S. Lewis. I'm sure there's one. actual villains in that book, but I don't remember who they are. Yeah, I mean, it is C.S. Lewis. Um, he is the what, villain. What's his face for, from Mansfield Park? Well, Mansfield Park has a couple good ones. Aunt Norris has oh, got to be in the top. man, you're right. I think she might. She oh, might be my... She's the worst Austin villain, yes. She's nasty. Or the cat Mrs. Norris in Harry Potter. Yeah, obviously. Best Norris of the year. Probably Mrs. Norris is the best Norris. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I'm Where's going, Chuck? I'm going home, guys. <laughs> Chuck, please. <laughs> okay, so we got Mrs. Norris and what's-his-face. Who's what's-his-face from, from Mansfield Park? Yeah, the bad dude who... Oh, the bad dude, Sleep, yeah. Sleeps with the sister and... Well, also... What? Does the thing. And... Also, the bad girl. The girl that's oh, yeah. very much like Elizabeth, only Mary. bad. Yeah, Mary. what are their names? The Cartons? The, the Crawfords, yeah. Crawfords. Tom and Mary Crawford, right? Yeah. Crawfords. I don't think it's Tom Crawford. I think Tom is the Henry. blood of brothers. It's Tom, oh, right. Tom is Edmund's older brother. It's Henry. That's right. Henry Crawford, Henry yeah. Crawford, that's right. So Mansfield Park has a slew of probably the best, like, suicide squad of, of like, the best team of villains. Is yeah, the Crawford... Park. Kids plus Mrs. Norris. That's pretty That's intense. A terrible line. Madeline Lingle. Uh, or the, the Darkness or whatever. Nope. What was, uh, the Dad? Ernest because he Klein. just lets his daughter fight this battle for him? Yeah, so lame. In Wrinkle in Time? Uh, Ernest right. Klein. Yeah. Ernest Klein. He and C.S. Lewis would be an interesting, uh, make part of an interesting intelligentsia. Den- dinner party? You'd have to fight. Stevens. Uh, Stevens is the villain in Remains of the Dead, Jake. Very interesting. <laughs> I guess it could have been his Nazi boss, but... Could have been. Well, Ready Player One, we ought to at least mention whatever the bad guy's name is. Ought we to? Hank uh, Badman, Krennic? or whatever his name is. Krennic, yeah. Nope. Krennic. I don't think Director we ought Krennic. to. Director Krennic. Um, if only he had succeeded. <laughs> <laughs> Charlotte's Web, Childhood, Time. and the Death of Innocence. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fahrenheit 451, Society. No, it's that guy. It's the captain. the captain. He's actually a pretty good villain. Uh, captain, captain Marvel. Captain Marvel, yeah. <laughs> Is that his name? I think so, yeah. <laughs> the Odysseys, you got your suitors, you got your... Polyphemus? Yeah, you got your uh, guy with one eye. What's his name? The Cyclops? Polyphemus, you... Pol- Polyphemus yeah. yeah. You got your Escilla and Charybdis or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Those sure. guys. Uh, <laughs> you got your Sirens. They're pretty bad ladies. <laughs> Classic villain. <laughs> What else you got? You got other villains in that thing. Oh, lots yeah. of them. The suitors. Did you mm-hmm. say them already? I did. Um, Big Sleep, you got the psychotic sister. She's a pretty good villain. Hmm. You got the pornographers. You have pretty much everyone that Marlowe runs into is a vil- somewhat villainous. Mm-hmm. Harry Potter. Too. I don't think he's in the running. For Lord this Voldemort. Lord Voldemort himself. He, and also Bellatrix Lestrange yeah. could be in the running. Blood Meridian, obviously the judge. Duh. 
We shouldn't pick from that category. From Vlad Murdy, anything? Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm willing to just... Frankenstein. I, I would say... Victor Frankenstein. The best, the best villain of the year actually was the judge, but we didn't read the book, so... He was such a good villain that we couldn't even read it. So, uh, Frankenstein, you got the doctor, you got the monster. They say you could argue for both of them. A good man is hard to find. You got the misfit. The you misfit. got the Bible salesman. Yes. Bleak House, you... Uh, who Skimple. A Skimple is pretty bad, yeah. Well, Tolkien Horn. Tolkien Horn's a great guy. I love Tolkien Horn. He's he, fantastic. Yeah. Brandon, who's your uh, villain of the year, my C.S. friend? C.S. Lewis. Well, let me, let me sketch out why. Okay. If with a villain, what we're looking for is someone who tries to establish trust, therefore to gain dominance mm-hmm. for their wicked ideas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, <laughs> it's a very specific definition. Yeah, but I think that that's sometimes... I mean, if you look through history... Hitler, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> Stalin, uh-huh. C.S. Lewis, Lord Voldemort. Lord Voldemort, yeah. He ranks up there, but he, as we talked about, he's a weird, at one time, one-dimensional, two-dimensional, three-dimensional character going back and forth. But you're talking about Lewis now or Voldemort? S- Voldemort. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we don't really have any consistency there. He's like one of the less successful parts of Harry Potter sometimes, sometimes some of the best. I think actually some of the most evocative imagery comes from him. That's true, yeah. We agree that those can be some of the worst villains or those types of people. Mm-hmm. Then C.S. Lewis, with Till We Have Faces, showed that he had done his, what's that, Kaiser Soze on everybody, and mm-hmm. then like, poof, he was gone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he was the devil that we never knew was there. Yeah, and he really made you like him for, for two yeah. whole chunks of that book, and then that third chunk, man. Yeah, he got you in. He's like, oh, this isn't bad. This is like a fun historical novel, a good retelling of this Cupid myth. Cupid, yeah, this myth. And then he was Keep like, it in and then suddenly it's like, oh, but look, blood sacrifice. Darkly and... depraved sexuality. Oh, man. And it's all good. Whoa. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, that's my argument for C.S. Lewis. Throwing shade. All right. Well, and Brandon, you could have even gone Ernest Klein. We know you don't like him, but. But Ernest Klein is more, he's like twirling his mustaches. He's so ridiculous. Yeah. He's not even in the running. He's because not a he's real just, threat. He's not a real threat. He's, he's here today, gone tomorrow. He's a flash in the pan. Yeah, in terms of who is the actual biggest threat to our readers this year, who is the biggest, the one that... Yeah, 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 yeah. Here's the thing. Ernest Klein is fighting Rocky and Bullwinkle. Mm-hmm. That's who he's fighting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> C.S. Lewis is fighting the Avengers. Yeah, fair enough. He's our Thanos this mm-hmm. year. You make a... And we should have gone for that. You, Go ahead. You, you make a good argument. Okay. Jake, best villain of the year? Time, Charlotte's Web. Ooh, man, that does make it me want to cry. Makes the mo- it takes the most painful, it makes the hero pay the most painful price of the year, I'd say. And as it's never on, it's a villain that's never on screen. Mm-hmm. It's always just outside the edges and hanging over all of the characters throughout the whole novel. It's the one that, it's the one villain that we all have to reckon with ourselves. Mm-hmm. Well, C.S. Lewis is kind of like that, I guess. <laughs> you were going to make the point, our li- he's the most dangerous to our listeners. And so it's the most office. relatable villain. Mm-hmm. It's the most imminent villain and the most well-drawn villain. Wow. And it's, it's, never the, even... it's a villain that will wreck your kids oh, and yeah. will wreck you as an adult. It's a villain that everybody can connect with. It's the best villain. Far, I, Mrs. Norris is... Is a great villain, but what it was. C.S. Lewis is an incredible villain to choose, but time destroyed them both. That's right. Bravo, bravo to E.B. White. You make yeah, you make a fair point. It was a brilliant choice for mm-hmm. an antagonist. Yes, you just made me love that novel even more. Yeah, it's a great novel, and you can 
see how yeah because actually it's also an antagonist in a lot of these like harry potter mm-hmm. sure. time is with some of the most moving parts of that book are just harry remembering his parents mm-hmm. right like when they go to uh godric's hollow and they go to the grave mm-hmm. and hermione thinks to make the christmas wreath for mm-hmm. him but I think the way it's done, like you said, in Charlotte's Web is it's in it's in the background, but it's it's there, but he never explicitly says it. You have that weird cricket chapter, mm-hmm. but yeah. it's part of that chapter too. And just mm-hmm. the way he weaves it in with his absolutely perfect writing. Yeah. I'm going to start crying right now. Well, it's, that's, you, that's a good argument. And C.S. Lewis was a good argument too. But. But I'm going to be more traditional here. Uh-huh. I like, I like that you guys are thinking outside the box. That's what we do. I'm going to think squarely inside the box and say, what character of the in, in this year actually made me feel visceral hatred towards them? And it would be Aunt Norris from yeah. Mansfield Park. I'm with what you a terrible, yeah, terrible human being she was. Yeah, and how I hated her. And I mean, she. How was, glad you were when she got her just desserts. Yeah, her mean desire to thwart fanny and to make sure that she doesn't have a fire in her room and it all feels so down to earth and so relatable none of it feels sadistic in the sense of like a cinderella's stepmother kind of thing it just feels like this is what an actual it's petty is. It's like it's death just by a thousand paper cuts kind of hatred yeah and her mm-hmm. self-righteousness as she does it the fact that she actually yep. thinks she's encouraging fanny's welfare and helping this family and she's just an evil woman you know what time Time gave Harry his maturity. Time did other things that were probably good. Time brought Odysseus back to his beloved Ithaca. That will ultimately kill us all. Yeah, sure. It'll ultimately kill (laughs) us all. That is a drawback of time. But, you know, wrinkle in time, you know, it's got wrinkles in it that you can use to travel across the galaxy and meet space cows and stuff. Time's pretty great in its way. C.S. Lewis. Gather your rosebuds while you may. He wrote Time is still a flying. Well, time is on my side, Brandon. Time same is ticking away. That, uh, tick, tick, ticking away. The same flower that something today, tomorrow will be dying. What does the flower do? This fl- same flower that smiles today, tomorrow will be dying. There you go. Well, time's pretty lame. I don't, I'm not a big fan of time. I'm not a big fan of C.S. Lewis, and, but they both do some pretty great stuff. Auntie Norris is just bad all the way through. I'm with you there. Auntie Norris is pretty awful. And it doesn't help that I know personally... I do too. I think we've all met more Auntie Norrises in our life than we probably have met C.S. Lewis's or Time. I don't know. No? Don't know about that one. <laughs> uh, best female villain. I guess we'll just do that. Uh, was that best abstract villain then? Best abstract villain is Time. Best female villain is... Miss Norris. This is Norris. Auntie Norris. Oh, yeah. I just said that. Yeah. Never mind. <laughs> all right. Move on. So I did a female. You did a, Jake did an abstract and Brandon did a male. Yeah. Sort of. There we go. Um, we covered our bases. Great. Most evocative image. Who? This is why we can't have Blood Meridian in the fight. Yeah. Yep. Fair. Well, I'll throw out one. Charlotte's death. Mm-hmm. Pretty evocative. Mm-hmm. Yep. Dying in that little. Oh, she dies alone. And yeah. But then the description of how it's busy and then it gets very quiet. All the people move away, but nobody, as they're moving, notices a spider who had meant so much to Wilbur. And then she dies. It's pretty evocative. Yep. I'm trying to think what else we've got here. Well, for some reason, the whole... Not for some reason. It's because it is evocative. The ending of Goblet of Fire when Voldemort mm-hmm. comes back. Yeah, the that's, pretty, that's kind of the height. And also the chapter in the forest again. The death of Dobby. Yeah, the death of Dobby. But I would say the two that 
Where you can see the stars in his eyes. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty good stuff. Well, and depending on how we're defining evocative image, I mean, Harry, how about the lightning scar? How about the room under the stairs? How about Hogwarts itself? Well, are we talking about the most evocative symbol, like the most like one thing that they say, like the poetic S- image? Or a scene. I don't know. Are we talking about a scene? I don't know. I don't remember. Because if it's like a poetic... I thought we did I that category we were talking last about year, scene. so I threw it up there, but... Like just one little thing, image. Yeah, a still picture that the novel gives you. Okay. That's how I was interpreting it. We can interpret it however we want. Well, I, was, I, was, I think I was going more with scene. I think I was expecting scene too. But well, you know, I let's, think let's, let's put them up. Let's we, say still picture and let's say scene and let's let's do still, well, let's do scene first since that's where we started. What's the best scene of the year? I have three. Okay. Charlotte's death. Yep. Well, kind of two with from Harry Potter. Uh, two of the best, I think, chapters would be the ending of Goblet of Fire and also In the Forest. Mm-hmm. That's just an incredibly moving chapter. That's where she, those both of the chapters where she's at her height, mm-hmm. and then uh, the the ending of Remains of the Day when the he's on the pier watching everybody. That's pretty great. And, and the, the lights, lights go are going on. off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. or, on, or it is on. Yeah, uh, it's night, so they're coming. Yes, on. Yes, that's right. If we're doing best scene, you cannot not say all the iconic stuff from the Odyssey. That's what I keep thinking. I don't know that that's ultimately what has the greatest affection from me, but man, it's hard to argue with the Cyclops and with. What are those two monsters actually called? Scylla and Charybdis? Yeah, Scylla and Charybdis. Scylla and Charybdis. Well, I mean, lots of stuff from Flannery O'Connor. Sure, yeah. The gunshots. Family getting dragged into the woods. Baby getting shot. Yep, that's always pretty memorable. Best scene. Gosh. Jake, what's your best scene? I'm having a hard time with this one. I I think it's... <laughs> if I'm just thinking... If I'm judging it based on like the most colorful, painted in scenes in my imagination as far as the imagery goes i feel like i have to come back to the odyssey Mm -hmm. or potter yeah how about the chancery house at the beginning of uh that was pretty great well or the way the big sleep opens with the 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 the, The old uh, man in the orchids the the greenhouse yeah Mm -hmm. that's pretty that's pretty evocative evocative. Mm -hmm. and nobody does bored old corrupt rich people in their natural habitat like Chandler. I'm going to say, okay, so I'm going to I'm gonna say that the Odyssey has a little more life and color in all of its scenes than, a, than anything on the board. Mm-hmm. But you can also just speak from your heart and say what speaks to you. But I, well, yeah, what I'm going to say, I'm going to go with the end of the Goblet of Fire and say that that was the most, I think because it was unexpected. It, it was a, it was a little, you know, you have those first three books, and then this is the transitional one. And then all of a sudden, you yeah. know, you know, you've been building towards this or something like it. But then there he is, and Cedric Diggory's dead, and we're having this conjuring poem. And yeah, the scope and seriousness of the story really comes out right there. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's the it's the turning point in the whole series. It's what made it go from cute little kids books into something that people really felt like they could care about mm-hmm. characters are really at risk and Voldemort really is back it's not just going to be him continually stopping him and then the last and battle then, and then that yeah the battle between the two of them was a really creative way to an accept thrilling it was a thrilling way to do it mm-hmm. yeah it's good stuff I mean uh, a whole generation grew up in that moment it's hard to argue with it most evocative just single image though because I actually think the, that as far as like the scene that just sticks with me the most, mm-hmm. that's going to be up there for me too. That one there. Yeah. The end of Remains of the Day as well. 
but not quite as strong. Mm-hmm. But it's not as visual, at least. But the gut feeling that I had at the end of Remains of the Day that wow, this is really how it's going to resolve is with no resolution. Mm-hmm. That sticks with me too. Remains yeah. of the Day might the be sorrow of the, on that pier that he's yeah. feeling. Yeah, just the sense of waste. Yeah. Is pretty profound in that. But as far as like just one evocative image, if that's also what this was originally supposed to be, mm-hmm. then it's got to be the oil on the walls after a crook spontaneously <laughs> combusts. Yep. <laughs> uh, it's hard. To, it's hard to argue with gore. As far as the evocative images, obviously there's plenty from Blood Meridian that we won't talk about. Yeah. But the the Cyclops getting his eye put out is what I thought of actually, yeah. just because it's something that stuck with me since a, as a yeah, child. It's, like it's oh, a visceral yeah. reaction. It's something we. Like you can gross. smell and fill the viscous oils on the wall. Mm-hmm. It's gross. It's a disgusting way of describing what just happened because, but it sticks with you. Mm-hmm. It's a brilliant touch. Nobody wants to argue for Charles Wallace making tea. Definitely the avocado sandwich he was making. The avocado sandwich, that's what I wanted. I will say the best scene of the novel, maybe it's Charlotte's death for me, actually, in terms yeah. of what just moved me and what stuck with me. It might be that. Um, I want to say there's some stuff in Mansfield Park, but I don't. T- I couldn't tell you what it is. I mean, I know that there are certain moments where the themes of that book are really nicely crystallized in certain scenes, but I can't remember what they are off the top of my head. Well, and, that should say something. Yeah, well, exactly. And the image, I mean, come on, lightning scar, anybody? I mean, yeah. all you have to do is show a light, certain kind of a lightning bolt, and I... Everybody knows. I know what you're talking about. That's It's just pure, brilliant iconography. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Yeah. If we're going to just go with iconography or an image or an icon, then yeah, the scar. All right. Moving on. Best quote. Can anybody remember any quotes from <sighs> any of these novels? I mean, yeah, I can remember some of Dumbledore's quotes. Yep. Uh, let's now go. Earwax. Alas, earwax. That might oh, be the. Weird. What it was the one that we used in Sound of Sanity? Let us now go. Pursue that. Pursue that flighty, flighty temptress adventure. adventure. There's let's, words. Let's not go into the night and pursue it. Yeah. the flighty tempest. Words are our most inexhaustible source of magic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everybody likes to quote that one. Like, oh, it's so profound. <laughs> we like books, and so we're going to make little memes that have that. Come on, people. You can do better than that. Pretty sure that the bookening might have put that on. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm sure our elf did. I'm sure our elf did. And it's not my favorite. Um, King Lear is out of the running... It'd probably be something from Charlotte's Web, but I can't remember any of them. This is why you have to send these out for beforehand. Yeah, yeah, I know. Um, Maybe we should not do best quote. Well, I can tell you, for me, I don't know what it would be specifically, but it would probably be something from Chandler. I just looked up some quotes from The Big Sleep, and I love all of them. Dead men are heavier than broken hearts. I don't mind you're showing me your legs. They're very swell legs, and it's a pleasure to make their acquaintance. I don't mind if you don't like my manners. They're pretty bad. I grieve over them during the long winter nights. That's the one I was thinking of. That's my. That might be one of my favorite quotes right there. I use that. I, 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 in my life, often say I grieve over things over long winter nights. You know, I'll be grieving over that. So I think in terms of something that's just stuck in my head and sort of, kind of part of the grist of my mind. That one, yeah, that one's up there. That one's one of my favorites. Sure. The Odyssey, I'm sure, has some quotes. The Wine Dark Sea, anybody? Gray-eyed Athena. Gray-eyed Athena, sure. Uh, I'm going to go with the Long Winter Evenings quote for me, since I'm I can't. I'm with you there. Jake? My name is Nobody. A good one. What about... You have been my friend. That in itself is a tremendous thing. Charlotte's Web. That's pretty great. That's pretty that great. That is pretty great. E.B. White probably wins. 
one way or another. If I could think of everything from that novel. Is he the great American writer? Yes. He's at least a great 20th century writer. He's certainly up there. He and Twain. All right, anybody have anything else they want to say for best quote, or can we move on? I think we need to move on. Best setting. Setting. Hogwarts. Easy. I mean, come on. Somebody really want to argue with that? Oh, sure. Why not? I'll argue with you. Um, The The house in Remains of the Day. Well, let's go through them. So you got Orwallville or whatever that place is yeah, until we have phases. Stupid. What's the name of the house in Mansfield Park? <laughs> Mansfield Park. Mansfield Park. Yeah. Oh, I suck. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> outer Space. Uh, outer Space in Wrinkle in Time. No. Ready Player One. The, the, the Oasis. The Oasis is pretty cool. <laughs> the Oasis can be whatever you want it to be. Yep, yep, yep. I uh, mean, the Oasis kind of wins because... It has all the stuff in it. it. We're not ho- going it ha- there again. It has Hogwarts in it. It's got yeah, remains you know, of the day. It loses it. by being everything. <laughs> right, exactly. I think it can also lose because ready, what's the name of the house in ready, remains of the day? Oh man, um, something Manor probably. What is the house name? Dorchester Heights. Yeah, Dorchester Heights. Charlotte's Web, the farm, Fahrenheit four fifty one. Oh, guys, the best image of. The one that I've said on the booking now multiple times, I love it. It's the one thing that I just love from Fahrenheit 451. It's where the wife is watching TV and then the TV flickers out because the bomb is hitting the building and she sees her own reflection in yeah, the TV right before good. the debris crumbles on her. That's, that's my favorite image of the there year. I, it's not in a great novel, but it's a great image. I, mm. Darlington Hall. Darlington Hall. Darlington, Lord that's Darlington, right. that's right. The, the farm... I I don't know. I think I just love E.B. White and how understated everything he does is. Hey, wait, let me... So you got Ithaca, you got all the... I won't say them all, but you got Odyssey. All of the settings of the Odyssey. Harry Potter, you got Hogwarts. You probably Hogwarts got other things, amazing. but it's Hogwarts. It's the best. Good Man is Hard to Find. Nobody cares. Bleak House, you could say Bleak House. You Chancery. Could say Chancery. So you want to say Charlotte's Web, Jake, because it's so alone. evocative and nostalgic. And uh, no, I'm going to end up at Hogwarts probably. Yeah. Or, I mean, I Manson. almost feel like we should pull the Odyssey out of this... Uh, at this point because I mean think about how many iconic settings and scenes and it is one iconic setting and scene after another yeah so I I, I want to give it to to Hogwarts it's just a really cool where would our world is like really to go. cool obviously Hogwarts and yeah. a well imagined world too yeah with Hogsmeade and mm-hmm. Butterbeer yeah. and- we can give it to her I mean, I'd say of of all the places I could possibly go in any book, it would either be, I guess, the Oasis, because it can be anything I want, or Hogwarts. I mean... I might go to Charlotte's, that farm. Yeah, but I'd just plug into the Oasis and hang out on Charlotte's farm. Oh, that's right. You're not a country boy. No, I'm not. I'm a country boy at heart. I like the idea so of Charlotte's very farm. very fond of going to Charlotte's farm. Yeah, I wouldn't. I mean, I like the idea of it. Uh, I like. I I'd like to... Where would I most like to take my kids? And raise them. Probably that temple until we have faces, right? Yes. With blood sacrifice. Uh, weird. I could see Henry and Jack getting into that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Weird rituals <laughs> and stuff. Sure. Why not? That's it. The temple? Yeah, the temple. <laughs> okay. Move on. <laughs> Place I'd most like to take my kids. Obviously, that the woods in A Good Man is Hard to Find where the family lie dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> go, go find them. Dig up their bodies. Dig up the bodies. Yeah. Um, I mean, the kids would want to go to Hogwarts for sure. sure. Yeah. It's got to be Hogwarts. Come on. Hogwarts. The, Wins it. Best plot, Harry Potter, sure. Or Best the Odyssey. Plot, plot yeah. Uh, it's going to be between those two, right? Yeah, yeah, because, I mean, even Charlotte's Web, as great as it is, is plotless compared to Harry Potter. 
Yeah, I mean, you could argue for a lot of things. You could not argue for the big sleep. You could not argue for wrinkle in time. Okay, you could argue for a couple things. Uh, Bleak House, you could argue for, for sure. Towards the end, <laughs> you got to you gotta stay with it. Yeah. In terms of... I'm rolling with Roland. Rolling with Roland. Rolling. With Roland with Roland. Yeah. I'm rolling with Roland too. Brendan, you want to make a... Man, I feel like we're giving her too much. She's kind of sweeping the Tolstoys. I'm not going to let her sweep anything after this, I don't think. Oh, she's getting best book from me, baby. Nah, she's not getting that from me. Best book. I'm not that easy, man. Uh, no, we all know what's getting best book. Yep, yep. Ready Player One. That's right. All right, we're just going with Roland for best plot. Yeah, yeah. let's roll in with Roland. You know what? I'm going to give it to Homer. Actually, I mean, we're, he's out of it for this one. For for best plot, we just like a sure. Why not for lot, best plot too? Why not for best setting? And why not for best scene? And why he should not just for be best... out with. Uh, with we should give him the same respect we give Shakespeare. All right. He's Homer. All right. You're right. He's out of the running. Fair enough. And I know we just said the same thing two minutes ago. Uh, biggest disappointment, guys. Uh, until we have faces. Yeah, especially because the first two thirds are really engaging and then it yeah. really. And gets, I remembered it being better than it was. It really gets mystical and dopey and stupid and bad. Actually, I don't think I did remember it being better than it was. As Booking I... listeners will know, I think I've always thought that I didn't like it, but didn't quite remember. For me, mm-hmm. uh oh, he's trying to decide whether he wants to. I think he's going to. Well, I'm trying to decide if I want to say Dickens, if I want to say Chandler, if I want to say Lewis. Those are all pretty offensive. <laughs> yeah. Well, you in the ones you have, you're not going to offend me with Bleak House. I, I don't really want to put Bleak House on that. Are you still trying to finish it? Yeah, I'm still going to try to finish it. So you can't really say it's a big disappointment until you finished. Yeah, I, I haven't really given it its fair shot yet. You're not as villainous as I am with things like Agatha Christie. Now, on the other hand, you might not right. offend me if you say Bleak House, but you probably will offend Nathan if, if you I say, say Big, big Sleep. Sleep. I know. I was I was disappointed with Big Sleep. I'm not going to lie. But is it was it your biggest disappointment? I mean, I think you at the time at least you said you enjoyed it somewhat once you got into it. I did enjoy it. I was just really hoping. I think my hopes and expectations were just unfair, probably, with Big Sleep. That's fair. But I'll slide over and give it to Lewis with you guys. Well, you know what? He deserves it. You know who I want to give it to? This is kind of weird because it's good. It's quality. But the thing that I just could not bring myself to care about this year, it just like it disappointed me in the sense of it just didn't mean anything to me and it used to mean a lot. It was a good man is hard to find. Whew, I thought you were going to yeah. say Remains of the Day. <laughs> was... <laughs> <laughs> you were looking right at it. Yeah. Ready Player One. I, I do not either. ever want or need to read Flannery O'Connor again. I have no interest in her anymore. And I don't know whether she changed or I did, but. You did. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously she did change. I guess I do know the answer to that, Brandon. <laughs> Thanks a lot. But I mean. <laughs> I am Captain Obvious. <laughs> and she's good. She's good. I mean, I'm not trying to say she. I'm just saying I do not have a need for her in my life anymore. And you I would say that there is a maturity but in I don't, you. I don't feel I I feel the same way. I don't feel disappointed or let down by that. I think I was even I th- I think I expected that even. Yeah, I sort of did. I could also say I don't know whether we want to include it in the running. Maybe we can for this, but um, Blood Meridian. I really wanted it to be a great novel that would transcend its graphic violence, and sure didn't. I kept reading and mm. reading and reading, waiting for the transcendence, and it's just like no, this really is pretty wicked so that might be it for me i mean i was pulling for it i made us do it and i made our dear listeners take a crack at it it disappointed us all so i'm gonna go with blood meridian i guess okay i would say the biggest disappointment is c.s lewis yeah that's pretty disappointing but that's only because i reserve the next slot for blood ah 
for the worst book. Yeah. I would argue that the worst book is the book that none of us could read. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, you make a fair point. You make a fair point. Uh, it's a corrupt book. It's perverse. Mm-hmm. It's perverse in a way that none of the other things we read are, except maybe Till We Have Faces. Mm-hmm. And we're making all sorts of people mad by saying this about Till We Have Faces. Till We Have Faces was bad, though. I don't know if, I mean. I mean, people that we respect mm-hmm. have classes on Lewis where they actually treat Till We Have Faces with some sort of reverence. Mm-hmm. I just want to point that out. Yeah, which is why I want to be careful about dismissing it. I think it's a quality I think he really was trying for something profound, and I think... So what do they think about us? I don't know. And the points we're making. Do they care? The wickedness they of do care. the end of that book. They care, and you want to know how you know that they care? How? The most downloaded episode of the beginning ever. Till We Have Faces. Till We Have Faces. Interesting. Yeah. Over Harry Potter, over anything. That, I get, to be fair, that we're missing some download stats from... We, we switched services at a certain point. That's fair. But Till We Have Faces is definitely one of our most downloaded episodes ever. It's far and away the most downloaded episode of the last year. I think if people want to know, probably all time is still Pride and Prejudice, which was our first episode. And I don't know that it's ever, there's no way to count because we lost all the stats. But it was yep. It was still ahead when we lost the, the original stats. So you're going to win with Blood Meridian, Brandon. For worst book? I'm going to go with Till We Have Faces because... The ending is so corrupt and so pagan and so vile and so weirdly mystical in a really a way that's attractive to me. I don't feel like a lot of people on our the, of our readers were going to be led astray by Blood Meridian because most of them were going to puke and then not read it. Whereas lots of people read till yeah. we have faces and they trust Lewis and they want to see that there's something good <laughs> here, something Christian here, something wholesome, something merely Christianity here. It betrays those people with its truly just plain wicked. Well, can I then just join them together and say both of them? Because they both uphold, weirdly, the same philosophy of life. Mm -hmm, The pagan blood. The pagan, somehow you will find redemption through blood. Mm -hmm. I can get behind that. Till we have Blood Meridian. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like a name of an essay. Blood We Have Faces. No. (laughs) Jake? You want to argue for anything else, or you want to just join the maddening crowd here? No, I'm joining the crowd on this one. Best book, boys. What's it going to be? This is the time capsule book. Those are two different categories, but we'll answer. We'll each give our answers for both. So, what's your personal favorite, and what is what do you think belongs in the time capsule? Like just my gut reaction. What's my favorite book we read? Mm-hmm. I've got two. Is that okay? Yeah. And we read them back to back. Maybe you can find Wrinkle in Time and Ready Player One. And Charlotte's Web. Mm-hmm. That's right. Remains of the Day and Charlotte's Web. Those are two great ones. Remains of the Day for me is a perfect novel. It's not one that I have great affection for simply because it's not <clears throat> about a likable human being. But in terms of craftsmanship and... No, I completely understand why it's not your favorite. And neither, and I doubt anybody else will have it as their favorite. Just like nostalgia, not even nostalgia, just for what I was the fondest of. It surprises me because Bleak House is up there. And before starting the bookening, I hadn't read Bleak House in a few years. And now that we've come back to the book, uh, the Bleak House on the bookening, I think Bleak House is great still. It's mm-hmm. a fantastic novel. It's interesting, intriguing, all those things, but it's not my favorite from this year. And everybody knows that Anna Karenina definitely held up for me. Oh, sure. Yeah. I kind of think, yeah, I don't know what happened. I think Bleak House had a charm for me. Seven or eight years ago, however long it was since I last read it, that it just doesn't have for me anymore. Mm-hmm. That I think that other Dickens novels like David Copperfield would still have. Yep. 
I know that David Copperfield would because I sometimes will poke through it occasionally just to go and see the old characters. So, so remains of the day. It's a two way. It's a tie between remains of the day and Charlotte's Web for your favorite this yep. year. And which one goes in the, or what goes in the time capsule? Oh, Charlotte's Web. I think that's fair. Uh, I'm gonna say I wish Mansfield Park had a more romantically cathartic last chapter that really does make it a less yeah. likable novel than it could be. But it's still my favorite on the list, I think. I mean, it's a perfect book. The characters are so well drawn and Jane Austen is such a great humorist and such a great moralist. I don't know that when the book is at its best, I don't know that anything gives me more pleasure than the parts of Mansfield Park that give me, like like the part where they're all in the chapel and Edmund is arguing with Mary Crawford. It's just like... Yeah, Mary has no idea that and Mary's like, yeah, there's just, there's nothing on the list that beats moments like that. And then, and Mansfield Park is chock full of them, actually. So I know that there's people that find it to be a bit of a slog, even if they do like it. But I really love Mansfield Park. Charlotte's Web would be the other one, I think. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and just declare Mansfield Park because I think it's, I don't know. For one thing, it's the wisest. It's the one that makes me love the author most, just that she was able to see so clearly what humans are like and write so well about them. It's just the same thing I say every year about Jane Austen, but I really do love her. Charlotte's Web, E.B. White's just a genius of a writer who evokes childhood and just some very simple feelings and emotions so well. But it's for me, it's fairly easy. It's, it's Mansfield Park. And Mansfield Park would go in the time capsule. For me, it's kind of tricky. What was the most fun and enjoyable? Well, say easily, the the two most fun and enjoyable things to read were the Odyssey and Harry Potter. Potter did have the places where it slogged. The drug, yeah. But they were just fun. I'm trying to decide whether I should make you choose a Harry Potter or whether you're allowed to just... No, I think I'm allowed to just choose Harry Potter. Overridden. (laughs) (laughs) I'm dictating the terms here. But in terms of, I mean, what was the best? It was always going to come down to Mansfield Park or Charlotte's Web. Because at the end of the day, as fun as the Odyssey is, as fun as Harry Potter is, is just not a lot of, it's it's not much more than fun. Mm. It's it's what, you know, Ready Player One is cheap candy, and those are pretty good candy. But I thought the Odyssey teaches you about deep human ethical questions that drive us all. That's just garbage. I thought it Mm -hmm. had transcendent truths. It's a boy's adventure novel. At best. What? I thought Homer is like the ultimate teacher using the Odyssey. There's this thing called the Bible, Mm -hmm. and it makes Homer look really impoverished and stupid. And there there is a novelist on this list named Jane Austen, who makes Homer look really impoverished and stupid. Mm-hmm. But did she write in Greek? <laughs> <laughs> the part where Fanny shoots that arrow through Mary Crawford's neck. <laughs> <laughs> because knowing how to read Greek makes me feel real smart. Mm-hmm. Oh. Well, if it's all about you feeling smart, then yeah, of course, the Odyssey will make you feel the smartest. Well, and you know, Homer, he's one of the saviors of the world per wrinkle in time. If I, I mean, isn't he right he's up like there Homer with Kafka and Jesus and... Einstein, Einstein and, and Lincoln Arms and skipping off together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think Charlotte's Web is the perfect children's book. It's like yeah. E.B. White is yeah. 
his style is like he's my guy like the simplicity and could we all just write like E.B. White yeah no yeah. be no E.B. White no one can yeah if yeah. only only E.B. White I don't I don't think I want to put I don't think I want to make it Mansfield Park though because I don't know it's not my time capsule you said three books can go in or just one we said three but for some reason we've both chosen just to have one so because we forgot Mansfield Park, I will fully admit, is more on the nutritious side of things and less on the tasty side of things. But man, there's a certain level of nutrition that's just so nutritious that it's hard to argue that it's not tasty too, you know. Well, here's the way yeah. I get around it. First year, we saved Pride and Prejudice. Mm-hmm. Second year, Anna Karenina. No, those were both first year books. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> we had Anna Karenina... No, false, because Anna Karenina was... East of Eden. Anna K was um, January of that year, wasn't it? I it kind of crossed over December. into January. We recorded the episode in December, but it dropped That's right. January, I think. Because uh, Christmas Carol was our December. Yeah. Of our first year? We announced it in the first list of books. Technically, Anna Karenina was in that weird position of being to the, to the 12th book of that year, but also the first book. Yeah, because we didn't actually start year. until halfway through the year or something like that. So we started in February with yeah. Austin. Yeah, that's what we did. Okay. So I don't know whether it counts. Okay, as so season. Anna Karenina easily like swept last year. Yeah. Right. And I can't imagine just swept our first year. Mm-hmm. That it was between that and East of Eden. Yeah, and I would yeah. say that if I had to choose between the two, I would Pride and Prejudice would win. Yeah, it's more fun. Um, and just as much nutrition there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. If, if that's going to be the word of the day. Mm-hmm. And then um, Anna so Karenina. So time capsule so far is Pride and Prejudice and Anna Karenina. Charlotte's Web. Charlotte's Web for sure, yeah. Then it's Charlotte's Web. Man, yeah. E.B. White, congratulations. I Look who you are up there with, buddy. Yeah. Tolstoy and Austin and White. I mean. You deserve an applause for that, Mr. Mm-hmm. White. Yeah, because we're already going to, we already pulled Shakespeare and Homer out. Which is kind of like saying they already have spots in the time capsule, so yeah, we're not worry got, about them. They're already in outer space. Yeah, exactly. Um, Does one shoot time capsules into space? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really obvious once you take... When you look at the broad way that we're building this time capsule over... Yeah, over and, and you you take the Odyssey off the table. Like, the Odyssey commands your attention. It's the, you know, the only thing that we've read that's thousands of years old. Right. Yeah. There's a reason, but I'm a. If I'm a comment, I have an iconoclast. I can have an iconoclastic side. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When I don't, I'm not. I think the Odyssey's fantastic, but actually, if I'm just being honest, and why wouldn't I be? Mm-hmm. <laughs> if I had to choose between Charlotte's Web and the Odyssey, I'm choosing Charlotte's Web. Yeah, sure. If we lived in a world like Ready Player One or like uh, Fahrenheit 451, where where everything had been burned and books didn't exist anymore, which book would I be more happy to? stumble across and realize that there was still a extent copy of it charlotte's web over the odyssey for sure i'd say and i think it's because as i get older and as we've done the bookening my understanding of literature i respect literature but it's also become much more humble Mm -hmm. of an understanding of literature and the canon is great Mm -hmm. but there's an idolization of the canon that i don't have patience for so you're actually Mm -hmm. punishing the odyssey's because no, I'm just saying let's understand it as it is. It's like Beowulf. It's a fantastic story. It's a great story to sit around a campfire and tell your kids. Mm-hmm. Using Homer's language, it's wonderful, heightened language. 
but let's not pretend there's a depth and meaning there that's not there. No, it's not. It's a really simple story. Yeah. Um, and that's where I get tired is people putting, they're reading their philosophy of life and their desire to see a metaphor in everything into Homer and thinking he must be that sort of person too. Agreed. Agreed 100%. And so, which would I, but then if I have to choose, which story am I going to actually sit around and read to my kids? Blood Meridian. Yeah. So Blood Meridian goes in the time capsule. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is exactly one story I've sat around and yeah. read to my kids on this Because I hate my kids. Mm-hmm. I like to see them <laughs> cry. Blood, right. Blood Meridian. Yeah. 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 No, there's actually, I read Charlotte's Web to uh, to my kids and we all cried. Mm-hmm. Yep. What were the kids' books last year? We've had a bad track record with books. It was Milne and then the year before that it was the Jungle Book. So. And I read them all to my kids. But Charlotte's Web was the one. Sure, of course, yeah. Well, guys, I guess we're wrapping up another year here, going into 2019. Is that what this is that we're in right now? Now we're in 18. We're about to go to 19, or we're, yeah. when when people when are this listening, drops, it'll be 19 probably. We want to let's just maybe what we should do is just make this a super long episode and just announce our book list real yeah, quick let's right do it. now. Jake, what are we going to be reading this January? What are we going to be reading next week? In fact. The Great Gatsby. The Great Gatsby. Brandon, you a g- Great Gatsby fan, or would you class it more as the mediocre Gatsby or the terrible Gatsby? We'll find out. I guess we will. Have you read it before? I have. So have I, Jake, have you read The Great Gatsby? I don't think so. No, it was one of those like required... It's a very much of a high school kind of <laughs> yeah. reading list yep. book. If I didn't have... If it was required and I didn't have Mrs. McDonald, I did not read it. There you go. What are So February, as we know, what month is that? Brandon? That's the month of love. The month of love. And we like to read Miss Jane Austen. That's right. And who are we going to read by her? That wasn't a good way to phrase that question. What book are we going to read by Jane Austen? Does... Shout out to our immortal Chelsea E. The immortal Chelsea Yo, E. Chelsea requested e. This. We're doing this just for you, Chelsea. Persuasion. Persuasion. You she... persuaded. Yes. Uh, that's <laughs> yeah, Nathan, I stole it <laughs> from you. Yeah, I was teeing it up and Brandon swept in and grabbed it and now you get the king. Most wittiest... Brandon. Thank you. So yeah, Persuasion, great novel. The great J.A. I'll be interested to see what... Have you read Persuasion before, Brandon? No. Really? Okay. No, wait. I have, but it's been a long time. I've read it a couple times and I love it. Sense and Sensibility is the one I have not read. Yeah, I've not read that either. I'm looking forward to doing that. We'll probably do that next year. And then we'll just have Northanger Abbey, which will be kind of an anticlimactic way to end. But hey, that's how it worked out. We're doing Sense and Sensibility live in London. Live in London, yes, sir. Jake, I assume you have not read Persuasion. I seem to remember no. from our previous Austin things. No, every Austin novel I read is new. Every Austin novel you read is new. Every time I read an Austin novel, it's like it's new. Mm-hmm. Before we started the show, I'd only read Pride and Prejudice. Right. Oh, so they really are new. Right. Yeah, for I, you. I reread Pride and Prejudice for our very first recording We are really session. ending on a down note with Northanger Abbey. Yeah, maybe we'll have to do Northanger Abbey and then end with Sense and Sensibility. That might be the way to do it. No, because we're not going to end. We're just going to cycle through. Cycle back. That's also true. Um, going right back. Why wouldn't we? No. I, well, yeah, that's been the plan all along. Here's to year seven when we get to do Pride and Prejudice again. Be yeah, interesting to come back I mean, to that. We're going to be living according to the principle that good novels are worth revisiting. Mm-hmm. And we'll have other things to say about it. Yeah, we will. It'll be interesting to be, all, we will all officially be a decent amount older than Elizabeth Bennett. Yeah, we will be Mr. Bennett's. Yeah. 
Well, eventually, but let's hope not. That'll take a couple more cycles. I hope to get to that. We'll be um, forty. What? No, we won't. No, we won't. Scratch that. We'll be like thirty-seven. The old side of Darcy. All right, Jake. What are we reading in March? That's Children's Month, isn't it? March is Children's Month. We mm, got a two for one. Two for one. Two for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two books in Alice in Wonderland and Through the Looking Glass. Oh boy! Now the story behind this, as I'm sure we'll tell when it comes to it again, is that. <laughs> We had this on our list the first year, and then we decided that we were not mature enough in our powers of podcasting rhetoric to handle the allegations against Mr. Lewis Carroll. And how they might have influenced the storytelling in the... And I still feel pretty uncomfortable about that, but I think if we commit to being friends and not taking any cheap shots and... For forgiving Nathan for whatever cheap shots he takes. Because we are not known for cheap <laughs> shots. No, we don't take any cheap shots. The booking never takes any cheap shots. Um, you hear that, Milne, as you're being chewed on and held. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we can do it. I think we can do it. I'm looking forward it. to it. Um, we've all read the Alice stories, I assume. The Jabberwock. Yes. The Jabberwock. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, and then uh, after March comes the fine month of what, Brandon? April. And I don't know if there's any particular theme to that month, but what are we reading? We're going to Victorian England. Oh, oh are we? Jane Eyre. Jane Eyre? Jane Eyre. Yeah, that's interesting. Has it, blind it, spot of mine, and I am looking forward to filling that blind I spot. I have read it. Not a blind spot of mine. Have you read Jane Eyre, Jake? No. Should be interesting. Dude, you have to just understand, Charles Dickens equals Victorianism. Charles Dickens equals bad. Therefore, Victorianism equals bad. This is the way that I've lived my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whoa. A fine syllogism, if ever I heard one. That's why in year five, we're doing David Copperfield, and mm-hmm. we're going to make you love. We're doing all Victorian. Year five is the <laughs> all Victorian the year. The all Victorian year. <laughs> um, we'll see whether or not Jake is alive by the end of the year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, after April comes the fine month of January, February. May. It, May. May April, May. After, yeah. April, May brings showers or whatever that saying is. What are we doing in May? We're doing the beloved book of all would-be assassins. Beloved book of all would-be assassins. Oh. Catcher in the Rye. Oh, Catcher in the Rye. Of course. That's I an interesting thing. we had thing. said we were doing that one. Why did we say we were going to do that? That's interesting. I don't interesting. know. I'm kind of confused. <laughs> what were we thinking? <laughs> I, we I, do, I, I like Catcher Gatsby in the Rye. and Catcher in the Rye? You know. I don't like Catcher in the Rye. Well, you know, there's such an industry in that kind of Catcher in the Rye type teenage angst stuff but come on i mean it was pretty clever when it first came out we can we i think we can appreciate catcher in the rye but we can have this argument a few months from now brandon you catch her in the you throw her in the wheat i think salinger is one of the most overrated american authors wow throwing some shade all right that's a good cliffhanger that people will have to wait months and months to hear you don't like new yorker uppity snot who went and hid himself away well he wrote a few masterpieces before he did some say they're masterpieces some say all right well we'll talk about it i don't know that i really feel that strongly one way or another about catcher in the rye but we'll see good old holden cough cough i might have to add another novel to that month to make it last yeah i don't know how much we're gonna get out of that but i don't know we can talk about psychopaths yeah talk about assassins whatever well we may be able to stretch out the month of June. Mm, interesting. Pull the month of June up into May. What is that? Well, in the month Pretty of June, we, we have two books. Ooh. Two books? Yes, we chose two books. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing they go together. Is it the Similarian? Oh, I remember. One's about a fish. One is about a fish. One's about a one's fish. One's about a mouse. One's uh-huh. the incredible Mr. Lumet. 
to the incredible <laughs> Mr. Limbit and the great We're going to go back to, to, to our boy Steinbeck of Mice and Men. What? what? And then we're going to go to revisit uh, Ernest Hemingway. That's right. Oh. Remember this. The old man in the choice sea. of ours. Guys, were I'm not looking forward something? to that month at all. <laughs> I don't care about either one of those books. Were we smoking something <laughs> when we came up with this list? No, I'll tell you what we did is we went to our live show. Yeah. And on our way home, we were all super grumpy and tired and tried to do this list. And this is <laughs> this is what we get. None <laughs> of us have looked at this list since then. Uh, no, I'm I'm excited about that those books. But we're announcing these, so we've committed. No, we, I'm committed to it. I'm I'm going to enjoy those books. The Old Man in the Sea is not my favorite Hemingway, but I don't know. It'll be interesting to go back to it. And I've actually never read of Mice and Men, but I sure do know the story pretty well. It's fine. It's fine. You'll like it. All right, so that's June, and then we're going into July, prime July, summer. We're coming back to good old Agatha Christie. Oh, yeah. Witness for the prosecution. <laughs> she gets to be one of our few revisited authors on the bookending. I wonder if our friend Danielle will want to come on for that. We've Probably not done not. an Agatha. Well, we do have a novel I know that she's we might want to come back for coming up. With that. Oh, people have to, we're really excited. I'm really excited about this year, guys. Yes. For one particular reason. Well, we'll get there. It's this is a life-changing year. A, a massive reason. So after July comes August. August is Shakespeare month. Did we pick one? Yeah. Did we? We're doing the Henry cycle. Oh, my favorite Shakespeare's. No, did we pick a Henry or are we just we're doing, just doing the, the cycle, the buddy? Whole Henry? We, what we said was we were going to actually pick an adaptation and we chose the Hollow Crown. Ah, right. That's what we're going to do. We apologize in the Henry ad. It has a bunch of sex or something. Which I think they've followed up with the War of the Roses now. Yeah, they did. I think so they we did. could probably just do do both if we wanted. Yeah, yeah. that'd be fun. That may be a little much, but oh, we will. It's we'll great. See. I mean, yeah, be good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, and witness for the prosecution might not get us that many episodes, so we can really stretch out Shakespeare. Well, you know, everybody could always get us up to seven hundred and fifty dollars, and then we. We'll be able to throw in Chronicles of Narnia. That's right. That's oh, yeah, that's next. Just Chronic- $150 that we need on patreon.com forward slash the bookening. And then after Chronicles of Narnia, the next level unlocks Tolkien. Dum, bum, 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 bum. Dude, and we're Dum-dum. actually, is it 750 for? Yeah, we're just 150 we're, we're, Yeah, we're just, we're you, less than 150 away. Yeah, you could get us to Narnia we pretty, could, pretty easily. We will be doing Narnia next summer. You can almost count on it. I hope so. I'd love to do Narnia. Yeah, it'd be fun to have another year like today, this year. Uh, it, but it not would, this year. <laughs> it would be helpful to us <laughs> if you went ahead and put us out of our misery mm. so that we knew we could plan on Narnia and try to work and fit it into our schedules. That would be awesome. And then you could get a head start on getting us Tolkien for the next year. If yep. all of our listeners would just give a dollar... Mm-hmm. A month. Oh, we'd be well. Yeah, we'd be doing both. Now, the ones that year. are already giving $50, they should still do that. They should. Yeah, I mean, if you, they should all go up to $100. We're worth it. If all of our listeners gave $100 a month, we'd be doing fine. Stop going to Starbucks. Mm-hmm. Stop paying your heat bills. Stop paying for internet. This is in the middle of the summer. You don't yeah. even need heat. Go to the library to listen to podcasts. Mm-hmm. And to have I see a lot of shelter. homeless people watching all sorts of videos. Yeah, you don't need a it's home. It's fascinating. Yeah. Patreon.com forward slash the booketing. Yeah, some of those people do like to watch porn in the library, Brandon. No, um, that's that's weirder than that, buddy. <laughs> where are we? We are in the month now of... September. September. One of the weird forgotten months. Adventures of Cavalier and Clay. That I'm looking forward to because I think this was my suggestion, not that specifically, but I just said, hey, guys, let's do something that's like... Go ahead. Modern and, you know, something that's like, we're not sure whether it's in the canon yet, but it's... I think some other things we talked about maybe doing would be like uh, atonement 
whatever that guy's name is. What's the name of the guy that wrote Atonement? Um, Ian McEwen. Ian McEwen, or which who I, I don't. I've never read any of him. I don't know if you have. No, um, um, we're not doing him either. But no, we decided on Cavalier and Clay because it sounded interesting. Yeah, it's about comics. It's by Chaybone. Comic books. I've read some Chaybone. I don't remember what, but I know I've read something by him and liked it. And we all have a modern author we wish that we could read, but we never will. Yeah. Just put it that way. You you mean like we all have our own or we all have? No, I think we all have a shared American author who just recently died. Yeah, we might just have to go ahead and bite the bullet. We came very close. We, We walked into the studio to record an episode on him one time, and then we decided not to. I think we might just have to go ahead and just... One say, year when we're mature. Then. One year when we're even more mature than we are now. And I'm thinking we may do Rusty one of these days, Brandon. I, mean, I don't know just, who we're talking about. Your favorite, um, druggy guy. What's Dennis uh, Johnson? Dennis oh, Johnson, yeah. duh, obviously. Um, yeah, I mean, I was reading bits and pieces of Midnight's Children the other day. It's really good. It's one of the best things that was written in that century. I'm assuming my marital plans come to fruition, it has it will have a certain nostalgia for me based on that. She could be our guest for that episode. Hey, that'd be fun. Oh, we should um, remind people too next year. I don't know when it's going to happen, but the women of the booking are going to do. I think we mentioned this on the Danny episodes last month. Women of the booking will be doing what you call it. That was the thing that Brandon was alluding to. That you were like, wasn't it? To what? Little women. I probably was. I don't remember now. I didn't realize you were alluding to it. If you were. Hey, what's next? September is The Adventures of Cavalier and Clay. And then October is a very spooky month. One of my favorites. What are we doing? What's scary? Scary stories. <laughs> That's what we wrote down. Yeah. I don't know exactly what it's going to be, folks, but it'll be some of the classics. Maybe some Hawthorne and some Poe. Maybe some H.P. Lovecraft. That's what it was. Yeah, we were thinking about Hawthorne and Poe. Yeah, Hawthorne, Poe. I'd like to get Lovecraft in there, something a little bit more. Washington we actually Irving. wrote... Poe, Hawthorne, and Irving. Yeah, American we'll do those. But story classics. I don't just want to do the ones that you did in high school, though. I want to get at least like one Lovecraft or something that might actually be a little spooky. You know, we don't just need the Rip Van Winkle. That's not that scary. We need something that'll horrify you and keep the you up. Headless Horseman. The Headless Horseman. November, the month of my birth. Another two for one. Oh, yes, I remember this. We are cramming everything in. You do remember this. Uh, Yeah, it's the plays, right? The Crucible. The The Crucible and A Streetcar Named Desire. Weird. Yeah, isn't that weird? What were we smoking? (laughs) I'll tell you what we were smoking. We were smoking, we're going to do War and Peace in December, and so we're going to keep it easy in October and November. Well, way to just spoil the surprise. No drum roll needed. (laughs) We're doing War and Peace in December. (laughs) (laughs) If you hadn't already figured it out. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't know why they would. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, Brandon, I'm sorry. Did you want a surprise? No. We'll give you, we'll just pretend like All right. Jake didn't just say it. Um, <laughs> so plays, we're doing plays. Wow, yeah, guys. Cool, yeah, Grishable, yeah, two great plays. Y- y- you asked and I answered, man. I-, I have always enjoyed the, I've always relied upon the kindness of strangers, Brandon. Have you? No. We'll always get to watch that movie, won't we? Yeah, Stella. Uh, but- I did it. Brando. Adrian. Adrian. <laughs> is that the wrong movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it is my name and I do not have another. That's a line from The Crucible as played by Sidney Pollock. No. And as performed by Meg Ryan. No. Stone Huntington. No. He's a pretty famous actor, guys. Uh, Harrison Ford. No. Ian McKellen. He's famous for his method acting, for disappearing into the roles. Christopher Walken. No, no, no. Steve Buscemi. Nope. 
I know I'm wrong, Nathan. I don't know. He's really famous. Great. <laughs> For disappearing into roles. Give me another clue. He's like the Pillsbury Doughboy. He's famous for disappearing into roles. <laughs> Brandon. How does that help? <laughs> because he's like... Does he look like the Pillsbury Doughboy? No, he looks like the opposite of the Pillsbury. He's kind of scrawny. Think about actors who are famous for, for disappearing into roles. <laughs> Give me... Do you know who it is, Jake? Uh, Give play, me the year. He plays Daniel Plainview. Oh, that guy? He also... Sh- yeah. Daniel Deronda? Daniel Day-Lewis. Daniel Deronda. <laughs> Daniel Deronda, yes. Daniel, Daniel Deronda just so happens to be a George Elliott. I believe you. You don't have to look it up on your phone. <laughs> Brendan's Why? giving me a dirty look like, oh, I'll prove this to you. I could be wrong about who wrote it. Oh, no. Daniel Deronda is a novel by George Elliott. Hey, there you go. Yeah, Daniel Day-Lewis and Winona Ryder. Although, don't necessarily watch that movie because I think it's got some, some maybe a little bit of naughtiness at the beginning with the witches. So, um, I don't know. Watch it if you want to. Just be warned, sort of thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, I watched it. I was made to watch it in high school. I've and my, not seen it. My but... teacher had to dive in front of the TV because there's just yeah. a little bit of... It's like when we first moved here and everybody recommended Kenneth Branagh's Much Ado About Nothing. Mm-hmm. And yet everybody is naked in that first scene. Yeah, Much Ado About... Nothing on. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so, War and Peace. Or, no, shoot. We were, yeah. We were going to build up to it. <laughs> oh, wait. And, and then in December... Yeah, what are we going to read in December? Oh. Drum roll. Drum roll. Oh, I can't even do a drum roll. War and Peace. <laughs> We've already said it. There ain't nothing to do. We're doing War and Peace. You have all the great novels that are like something and something. What do you got? You got your fathers and sons. You've got Crime and Punishment. Crime and Punishment. What are other novels that are like blank and blank? I don't know. Uh. There's going to be some more. Oh, the Red and the Black, I think, by Pride and Prejudice. Stenthal. Pride and Prejudice, Red and Black, uh, North and South. Um, yeah, there are lots of these. Mm-hmm. But of all of them, this the best. This is the War and Peaceiest. This is the War and Peaceiest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This novel is the best. <laughs> it changed Brandon's life. Yeah, and I do think it's going to hold up. I'm excited for it. I mean, Anna Karenina... There's, you can make a pretty good argument. It's the best thing that we've ever read on the booking. Yeah, you can. And War and Peace is just Anna Karenina twice the size. <laughs> twice the size. <laughs> Yay! Lot, there's battles and war. And towards the end of the novel, Tolstoy starts to go a little bit crazy. So he has these like long chapters about history, which are kind of out of place and weird. Hey, but guys. Other than that. Well, I'm going to propose something. And yeah. we can cut this out if you don't like it. War and Peace is really long. Uh-huh. True or false? Uh, yeah. Why, why would you want to cut that out? No, but what if we did a little bit of a close reads and we made December into War and Peace part one? I don't know how we'll divide it up. And then January is actually War and Peace part two. So both we and our dear readers have a chance to... Actually read it? Actually read the darn thing. Okay. Okay. I'm fine with that. Tolstoy deserves it. That might be a terrible idea, but it seems like it's... No, I think it actually works pretty well. The novel breaks pretty nicely in half. and Cool. And if it's as meaty as Anna Kay, there will be plenty to talk about. If anyone doesn't like that idea, just tell me before I release this episode so I can... I, I think I'm okay a, with it. I don't know how, how that... I mean, I've never read it. I don't know it how it breaks. It is the longest so. novel we've ever read. Yeah. So I just think for our own peace of mind and for... All right. So yeah, guys, you heard it here first. We're going to split the novel up. We'll let you know when we get a little closer how we're going to split it up. I don't know if it's actually divided into parts or anything like that'll make it easy like that. But there are, for people who want to know, you get the Volkonsky-Pevier translation. Mm -hmm. That's probably what we'll be reading. Yeah. 
but the Constance Garnet translation is not bad. Mm-hmm. It is Victorian, but it's not bad. Yeah, it's a classic for a reason. Hey, guys, another it's the good... Way I, it's the way I remember War and Peace. The way that you remember War and Peace. That's how I read it. It was through old Constance. Well, there you go. Pavera, though, and Volonsky, they're pretty great. I'm excited to try their translation. Yeah, yeah. I've, I own it, but I've never gotten made it through. I'm excited about this. Yeah, me too. Me too. It's probably what I'm most excited about. Okay, well, here's to another great year, 2018. How would you rank? Here's This will be a fun little thing to do at the end. And we're not even going to do donor shoutouts today because, I don't know, we've gone too long. Donors know we love them. Donors know we love them. We'll do it next week. We do it like 51 out of 52 times a year. It's fine. You'll survive. You all get a ho-ho-ho. Yeah. You all get a ho-ho-ho? No, it's already, Christmas is already over. Oh, yeah, Christmas is over. What is the best year of the booking so far? Man. Of the show or of the books? Of the books. Of the show, I think we just keep getting better and better, frankly. This is the best year of the show, for sure. Yeah. But in terms <laughs> of our ability to do the show, I think I feel more comfortable and confident oh, yeah. every year. But There's no question the best year was year one. Of, of, the, book, of the books we've read? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, think it's one, three, two. I think it's one, two, three. I'm trying to remember what was on two. Anna two? Karenina is all I Anna Karenina was on two. Oh. And that, for me, well, just, that's enough. Well, that's almost enough to make it two one. I think Pride no, and Prejudice. No, because we did Pride East and Prejudice, Eden. East of Eden. Uh, yeah, Huck you're right. Finn. Dracula. Anybody? Yes, Dracula. Christmas Carol. Yeah, which I mean, didn't win you over to Dickens at that point. Yeah, but still, it's hard to argue that it's, it's outlier. That first year is the best, but the second year, the argument for it being better than this year is Anna Kay, mm-hmm. My Antonia. Oh yeah! Wow. That was great. Yeah. You got quite a bit of good stuff from last year, so. And then this year, this was kind of a weird year. Yeah. I'm glad everybody stuck with us, but it's a strange year. Yeah. It is kind of like, um, oh, I'm trying to think of an analogy. What's like, uh, it's it's like the, it's, you know, if the first year was Dark Side of the Moon and the second year was Wish You Were Here, this was like the animals year or something. It's like slightly, we went a little deeper and it's for the Psychedelic almost. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Year one was Pride and Prejudice. East of Eden, The Jungle Book, Room of the Bell Tolls, Huck Finn, Beowulf, Macbeth, Dracula, Gilead, A Christmas Carol. Not a la- I mean, even the bad ones are, ba- are really interestingly bad in that. Then we went to Anna Karenina, Emma, That Hideous Strength, As I Lay Dying, Winnie the Pooh, Boys of Blur, Heart of Darkness, Murder on the Orient Express, mm-hmm. Midsummer Night's Dream, My Antonia, Something Wicked This Way Comes, Ooh. Martin Dressler, mm-hmm. and Dubliners. Mm-hmm. That's a weird year too. And then we just did, did this year. Yeah, I'm just gonna say one, two, three is the way that we've done it. That's my yeah. Not not to throw any shade at year three. We had fun, and these are good books. But I think four has the potential. Maybe, maybe. All right. Well, thanks for a fun, informative 2018, Jake and Brandon. You're welcome. Anytime, Nathan. Anytime. All right. Anytime I need a fun, informative 2018, I'll. <laughs> I'll ask you guys. Ah, whatever. Credit music is going to start right now, but I'm not going to wait for it to end, you know, to do its thing. I'm just going to tell you this bookening is done, as always, by Nathan, Brandon, and Jake. And go to patreon.com forward slash the bookening to support us. Thank you so much. Looking forward to talking about Great Gatsby next week. Yeehaw. Yeehaw. All right. 